0: Welcome, IronRadio.org listeners. This is Lonnie Lowry. I'm an exercise physiology and nutrition professor, and I'm a bodybuilder.
1: Hello, folks. Rob Fortress Fortney here. I'm a journalist, a bodybuilder, and I'm a powerlifter.
0: Rob, let's go ahead and start with the news that you have. Strength and Muscle Sport News. Uh,
1: Yeah, no, I just want to mention uh, to to people out there, if they're not aware, um, it's been kind of low-key lately, so it's possible a lot of people aren't aware, but... My former boss and the uh <clears throat> um, owner, founder and publisher of uh muscle mag, Robert Kennedy, Bob Kennedy, he uh is extremely ill um and is looking to probably be uh, pass on within the next month or two I would think, so if that from what I understand, so just wanted to say to people out there to uh you know have them in your th- your bodybuilding thoughts cuz the, the guy is a legend man he's been around he really for is. many 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 years i mean when you really think about the the initial thrust 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 of contemporary bodybuilding it was you know when when it was you know not about supplements but you know was perpetuated through the magazines and so forth it was you know when you think about it it was you know john Balick, you know joe weeder bob kennedy really Yeah. so yeah. um why well, i'd be hard not to you know be
0: around in the last 20-plus years more, and not to see Robert Kennedy's Muscle Mag International.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, year. he's, he's approaching, uh, I think, 40, approaching 40 years, I think, the magazine's been around. So. He's and he's been a mentor to you, too, so that's yeah, one of he has. He gave me my first shot, fresh out of college, journalism school. So, uh, you know, and uh, him and oh, I, the I have... All stories,
0: the stories you tell about him, you know, the way he'd come by with his accent
1: and yell at you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, him and I have kind of always had kind of a... Love hate thing, but you know, I mean, there's a lot of fondness there, and you know, although I've pissed him off many times, and he's done the same to me, you know, I certainly uh, don't begrudge him a lot, um, you know. And and when when it comes down to it, I mean, the guy has always, uh, you know, he always returns my calls, and he's 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 one of the most um, knowledgeable guys when it comes to bodybuilding, and more important, well, more. Pertinent to him, just the the history of bodybuilding. I mean, this guy, I mean, I know a lot about bodybuilding and the names and, you know, all the little trivia notes, but that guy just could put me right under the table. So, and he's one of the few people who can do that. So,
0: and he's so gracious. I remember a couple of years ago we were in his office and he's like, yeah,
1: boys, just go
0: grab whatever you want off the racks, you know, all the books. And, you know, I don't know if he fully appreciated it. I grew up with some of those books, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, yeah, beef it, and, you know, oh, all yeah. of
2: those yeah. old
1: black and white books and stuff, just good stuff in the golden era, you know. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy that really, I mean, somebody had a thread on one of the boards a few days ago, and it must be a young guy He was like, was he one of those type of guys in bodybuilding? And I was like, you know, I I could say with firsthand knowledge that this guy loves bodybuilding. I mean, this is not one of those guys, and we all know what kind of those guys we're talking about. This is a guy that actually genuinely does love weight training and bodybuilding, and you know, just um, I mean, you know, it's 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 sad. You know, it really is. Yeah, that sad. would be a passing of a titan right there. Yeah. So. Okay. Yep. That's all.
0: Okay. I- uh, just moving on with the news. I know our guests are. Uh, I don't have unlimited time here. Uh, we're going to do a, a topic today of sort of the method behind the madness when it comes to bodybuilding, uh, dieting for competitions. And I just wanted to share a, a, a couple of quick news blurbs real quick, though. One, uh, first of all, thank you, everybody. Our spring funds drive was a huge success. We met our goals in under a week. Uh, I haven't even told Rob that yet. So, you know, that's just hugely supportive, you know, for us because we run the whole – podcast like public radio in a sense so uh, you guys are part of the original brotherhood uh, of iron here for us and we really appreciate that um secondly uh i heard through the grapevine uh that jen Heath, who organized the uh fat loss pros um, audio product will say um, i got an email just recently about this i go check out www.fatlosspros.net Uh, I can just read you a quick quote from the homepage here. It says, Fat Loss Pros is a complete downloadable set of 18 audio interviews. Um, In fact, I was one of the people that she interviewed about this because a lot of people in nutrition, exercise, phys have different ideas about these things. Um, It's all in MP3 format for your iPod. If you want to listen to that, she says uh, here again, this is at fatlosspros.net by tracking down the 18 leading fat loss experts in the world, experts that only the super rich have access to, experts that you have never heard of until today. Well, that hurts. <laughs> that hurts, Jen, but you can now tell the diet pill industry where to go with their diet pills.
1: That's, that's what she says.
0: So, Anyway, I wanted to pass that along. I promised I would. The Fat Loss Pros uh, audio collection. So it is a bunch of educated people talking about metabolism and fat loss. It's kind of thematic with today's uh, contest dieting uh, episode. And then also pertinent news-wise, you may or may not have heard this year, but in 2012, there's been a bit of um, revision, I think, in people's thinking about yo-yo dieting. And I always think about bodybuilders who compete when I hear about yo-yo dieting, because usually when you hear about yo-yo dieting or weight cycling in the general population, it doesn't exactly refer to us, right? We're talking about people who struggle with the ups and downs, but even in those people, there's been sort of a revision in thinking that maybe it's not so unhealthy after all. Let me just share a little bit of this before we get to our guests. Um, this is called uh, this is from Reuters uh, Health. Yo-yo dieting not tied to early death. Uh, it says uh, the health effects of weight cycling, also called yo-yo dieting, are a matter of controversy. Several studies have found that people who weight cycle up and down, tend to die earlier, actually. But the majority of the research failed to differentiate between people with intentional cyclical weight loss and people that did so due to diseases like cancer. Uh anyway, in the current work, they looked at 56,000 men and 68,000 women. So it's not just women. These are middle-aged and older people. And then what they did was they looked at people who whose weight fluctuated more than 10 pounds. And they, you know, they would lose and regain. And again, I can't help but at least have some parallels here with the way bodybuilders diet and then regain on purpose in the off-season. But it says then they did a 16-year follow-up period. And it basically, let me give you the, the um, men's data, most of our listeners are men, but it says for the men, 29 um, percent of the people again, these are middle-aged and older people, 29 percent who weight cycled actually died in the follow-up period, and 26 percent who did not weight cycle, who were weight stable died. In other words, there was no significant difference, 29 percent versus 26 percent in people who weight cycled or not. Now you might have heard before that there's a lot of Concern that weight cycling crushes your metabolism or you get fat around the midsection more once you gain regain the weight and stuff like that. But really, that's very controversial. When you hear dietitians or nurses sometimes talk about that, I think they should stay updated on this because, again, there's been some revisions in the thinking. It says, our study shows that the act of weight cycling itself does not increase your risk of premature death. Victoria Stevens of the American Cancer Society in Atlanta told Reuters Health. Um, I think the study is encouraging, said Simone French, a behavioral scientist who specializes in obesity prevention at the University of Minnesota, but was not involved in the work. Um, It shows that people shouldn't be afraid to keep trying to lose weight because uh, they think just because they think it might affect their health risks if they gain it all back. So again, this is the American Journal of Epidemiology. This is 2012, uh, and it's part of what I'm seeing as a little bit softer look as to you know, whether or not weight cycling or yo-yo dieting, if you want to call it that, is actually bad or not. So sort of interesting stuff, I think. Um, and, and let me just add one last thing to this. There's actually a federal government uh, website through, through the National Institutes of Health. It's called WIN, the Weight Control Information Network, if listeners want to check this out. Um, and I'm just going to read two very brief things to you. One says, "If I weight cycle after a diet, will I gain more weight than I had before the diet? Or will I have less muscle? And this is what the government says. Again, these aren't bodybuilders, I understand. But studies do not show that fat tissue increases after a weight cycle. Study results do not support uh, any decreases in muscle either. Many people simply regain the weight that they lost on the diet. Uh, They have the same amount of fat and muscle on average as they did before the weight cycle. Uh, It also says, some people worry that weight cycling can put more fat around the stomach area. This is important since people who carry extra body fat in this area are more likely to develop type 2 diabetes, etc. Studies show that people do not have more fat around their stomach after dieting. Hmm. So, And then here's another quick question. It says, if I regain lost weight, will it be even harder to lose weight in the future? Losing weight after a weight cycle should not be harder. Studies show that weight cycling does not affect how fast you burn energy—that is, your basal metabolic rate. So, hmm. uh, very interesting stuff because those are the kinds of things you often hear about people who weight cycle. You know that they put more weight on in the center, you know, central obesity kind of thing, or uh, you know, they they ruin their metabolism and stuff like that. So, yeah, because a
1: lot of that runs um, in opposition to what you know a lot of people understand it to be the truth, like in gyms all over the place.
0: Yeah, exactly, which is part of the reason I'm sharing that, right? I think we're, we're starting to revise this a little. And in a way, I almost feel like, you know, the guys we have on the air with us right now, it's almost a little bit of, you know, the history of bodybuilding. I feel like saying, told you so, or something like that. Because let's face it, guys like we have on here, and that I've done myself and Rob, you've done too, we uh, purposely weight cycle. I mean, I don't think most bodybuilders are trying to be 4% body fat year-round. I don't think that would probably be ideal for uh, masking in the off-season and whatnot. So, you know what, let's start, you guys. B- let's Before we go to break, because I do have some other questions, Rich, how about you? Uh, how f- much body fat do you let yourself carry in the off-season?
2: I don't really measure it. Um, I just kind of go by how I'm looking in the mirror. Um, I- I've never really been one to measure, even in prep. I, I always go by-, by the mirror or pictures, and I, I have... You know, my other friends who are competitors and my coach look at me and tell me how I'm looking um, Mm -hmm. to get an unbiased opinion. But, I mean, as far as off-season goes, I always try to keep sight of my abs um, to some degree. If if I start seeing no abs, then I know, okay, it's time to really clean up the diet for a period of time until I'm comfortable with how I'm looking again and then pick it back up.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What about you, Nick? How much body fat do you carry in the off-season versus, like, right now? I know you're in the middle of a diet.
2: Um, well, since this will be my first contest, I guess I haven't really played around with it too much, but uh, when, I, when I'm when i bulking and stuff, I tend to just uh, go to town and eat whatever I can just to kind of put on mass. I don't really pay much attention to where my body fat's at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just kind of worry about that when it comes time to cut.
0: But I'm guessing neither of you guys would try to keep yourself extraordinarily lean year-round, right?
2: Absolutely not. Yeah. No. Yep. like like that t-shirt not shredded and not concerned
0: (laughs) I like (laughs) it (laughs) okay I'll tell you what we're going to take a quick break early break everybody as soon as we come back uh, I've got a list of questions for these two uh, dieting uh, or you know either currently dieting or uh, successfully dieted in the past bodybuilders I know we've had some questions on Facebook about this and through email so we'll be right back Uh, whether it's leaving a comment or voting for us or following us on Twitter or Facebook, uh, that would be fantastic. Also, uh, occasionally Rob or myself will write an article for another website and Phil will as well. So lots of ways to um, interact, uh, follow us in other media, and vote for us and uh, keep things going strong on Iron Radio. Thanks.
2: This is Jim, owner of the longest locally owned gym in Winona, The Boardwalk which I'm proud to say now has
0: the most variety of cardiovascular machines. Our latest edition, four new lifetime ellipticals, easy on the joints, low impact on the knees, while getting a full body workout at our same unbelievable low prices, only at the boardwalk. With an alive
2: sound system, we're not just a gym, we're an experience.
0: Like your weekly fix of Iron Radio? Okay, we're back. We're talking about the methods behind the madness when it comes to competition dieting for bodybuilders. How about both of you guys introduce yourselves, uh, and starting with you, Rich.
2: My name is Rich Wallace. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, uh, by way of uh, southern Indiana, a little podunk town you never heard of. Um, I just started competing in 2011 in bodybuilding, probably since 06, lifting weights since 2001, um did the which show was that Lonnie we both did it last year the midwest NPC midwest mm-hmm. um won middles there two weeks later went to Evansville indiana did uh the southern indiana there won middles um won the anyway that was uh novice middles open welters got my national qualification um, have not competed since. Currently just trying to put on size so I can hang with the bigger boys, uh, targeting the Kentucky muscle in November and hopefully junior nationals next uh next June two thousand thirteen. Wow.
0: Cool. Okay. All right, and our other guest is?
2: Uh my name is Nick Humfeld. Uh I am an amateur bodybuilder from Winona, Minnesota. Um, I have been actively training not necessarily for bodybuilding but just in general for the past seven years decided to take up bodybuilding uh just within the last couple years or so and uh i'm getting ready for my first competition that's coming up here in june um so as it stands right now i'm eight weeks out um i just kind of got started with it all uh always been interested in kind of exercise always been working out hard because i did wrestling in high school and um and yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: So, what show are you going to do here?
2: Uh, I will be doing the Minnesota State Classic in Minneapolis.
0: And that's a big event,
1: isn't it?
2: Uh, yes, there's going to be uh, quite a number of competitors, I'm sure.
1: Cool. Why are well, bodybuilding competitions always referred to as classic?
0: <laughs> don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't know that one, Rob.
1: It has an old school feel to it. Yeah, I guess it does. Things that make you go oh,
2: hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right.
2: Yeah, the, Mid, the Midwest show this year is not just the Midwest. It was the Midwest Classic. They added Classic onto it this year.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. It's just proof. I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and we need a sociologist on. Ask them. You know. Yeah. What's the deal here? Why is that? Uh, why is that important? I don't know. Okay. Let's start with our, our first question, which is, how long is your diet phase? I think you know we're just going to try to cut to some of the basics. So, Rich, let's start with you. H- how many weeks out do you start a diet?
2: Um, I, I only have last year to go on. So, um, we started with the idea of doing 16 weeks, but we didn't know the exact date of the Southern Indiana, which that was the show I was I knew I was going to do. So we started saying, okay, let's look at the date last year. We're going to do 16 weeks. Well, I talked to the promoter, and they ended up moving it up three weeks, so I only had 13 weeks to get ready for that. Oh. Um, luckily, I have a great coach, and I did 100% everything he told me to do. Um, and my body responded perfectly. I ended up being ready in 11 weeks, comfortable enough to go ahead and get on stage. That's why I went ahead and did the uh, Midwest here because it's right in my backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then dieted down two more weeks. I think I ended up dropping another 11 pounds between those two shows. Good heavens! And uh, and did the, the Southern Indiana two weeks later. But this year, I'm for the uh, Kentucky Muscle. I think we're no, knowing that we will have the date by the time you know summer rolls around. I think we're going to try and run a 16 week full 16 week prep. Okay. Yeah.
0: So you you do employ a coach then you. you I, you don't just try to figure out everything yourself as you go.
2: No. I I think um I think having a coach is, is the way to go. An an unbiased set of eyes, um someone to, you know, light a fire under me if I'm if I'm not really feeling it. Um, plus my coach is a really good friend of mine. I, I trust him completely, so you know, anything anything he tells me to do, I'm gonna do it. Right.
0: So do you think that's something that you'll continue to do throughout your career, even once you get lots of experience and you're a veteran?
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I think it's I think it's always always valuable. You know, like I said, unbiased set of eyes. And, yeah. Um, I think the more the more sets of eyes. Ultimately, your coach is the one that you need to trust. But if you've got a lot of friends who are competitors also, and they know what they're looking at, and you trust them, then um, you know I think the more the more sets of eyes you got looking at you. Um, who are going to tell you the truth and not blow smoke? I think that that's the way to go. But absolutely, right. I'll always. I think I'll always work work with a coach.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, Nick, I know you work with a coach as well. How long does he have you? Uh, you said you're in week eight right now. Is that right?
2: Um, well, it it actually ended up being close to week nine, ten because my uh, my competition got delayed a week, uh, which wasn't a bad thing. But yeah, he had me on a sixteen week diet. Um, and actually, uh, he he told me that I was moving along uh, almost a little too quickly, so he had me slow things down over the last week or so because uh, I you were
0: you were losing weight losing weight and fat too quickly. Is that what you're saying?
2: Well, I, I was I don't know I was sticking to exactly everything he told me, but not, my body fat was just going down really quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know about what ten weeks out I was probably sitting around nine percent.
0: Okay. Well, let me ask you, uh, this is a little bit tougher or more involved question, and again, we'll go back to Rich here, but what's the overarching sort of strategy here? I mean, do, do you, do you progress in cycles? Uh, you know, it, it, are you cutting, like pulling carbs out every two weeks, or can you give, give listeners some idea about, you know, the over, overarching strategy here?
2: Sure. Um when, when my prep starts, we we'll go, Two weeks without any adjustments, um, and then I send him progress pictures at two weeks and um, we just kind of see where I'm at do we do we need to tweak anything? Um, do I need to increase cardio? do I need to you know back out a couple you know some carbs um, which starting that early and increasing cardio would not really. Be the best thing, and, and that's not what we did. But yeah, I mean, there are there are points when we'll back up carbs, or we'll start we'll do carb cycling for a couple of weeks. um There may be times when you know it does. It's not always weekly. He may say he may just call me and say like on a Wednesday, how you feeling? You know, get me a picture to hit some hit three or four poses. Send me pictures. I want to see how you're looking, and then maybe get like a clean refeed and then continue on for a couple more days and then make the official adjustments um the only thing for sure that i know we're going to do is uh cut sweeteners probably like 8 to 12 weeks out um oh, that's and towards the very end um probably like two to f- or i would say 3 to 4 weeks out increase cardio just a tad to try and get that last bit out. I, I My metabolism responds pretty well, um, but I don't really have to do a ton of cardio until the very end, and then we up it and just try to get the most out <clears throat> that we possibly can. But you're doing phase.
0: some cardio throughout or no?
2: Oh, yeah. I, I last prep, it was 30 minutes fasted and 30 minutes in the evening um, for probably – Eight or nine weeks, and then the last two weeks before the St. Louis show, we upped it to forty-five minutes twice a day. Plus, I will do posing practice after, either before or after my evening cardio for about thirty minutes every day, starting at about eight weeks out. That's and practicing that w- my mandatories and practicing my routine.
0: Right. Was that for hardness and and metabolic purposes? That wasn't just for gracefulness on stage, right?
2: The the posing practice. Yes was yeah I mean, you kind of get um a lot a lot of guys think it, it'll give you better separation um, mm-hmm. maybe make your muscles look a little a little better, but I mean for me, it's more about I don't want to get up there, you see guys go get up on stage and you can tell with the guys that haven't practiced their posing because they can't hold the poses mm-hmm. or they start you see them trying to catch their breath when they're transitioning, and I just I prefer to just have that polished look and be the first guy to hit the pose and the last guy to to relax.
1: Okay, yeah. yeah. No, posing seems to definitely be a a lost um, art in the sport of bodybuilding for sure. I mean, uh, sometimes I'm just baffled by people that are, you know, have their so called pro cards and how hideous their posing routines are.
0: Oh, they just march from one side of the stage to the other. You'll see that on, you know, amateur stages, too. Yeah. Just awkwardly rip, ripping off most musculars and, and, and double bicep shots. It's like that's all they've got. Yeah, all they, they got do, going, they do that little
1: uh, hand gesture of like, you know, let me hear more applause, which, by the way... If I see one more person do that, I'm going to freaking snap. Yeah. But anyway, I would see. I'm
0: going to make a blanket suggestion: don't do that. Yeah. I mean, if you're, I, you're I, Dorian I Yates, you can pull that off. If you're a, if you're, if you're a lightweight, and you're giving me the come hither shake, you know, with your hands like woo, or you're posing the Carmina Barena or something like the music of the gods, you just look like a fool. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> you don't have enough mass to you know to, to uh, live up to that. That's all. <laughs> Anyway, nothing, again, nothing wrong with hardcore lightweights. I'm just saying, you know, don't act like you weigh 260 ripped to shreds if you're half of that. <laughs> anyway. Okay, um, what about you, Nick? Overarching strategy, uh, you know, you work with a coach as well, and uh, you know, cardio versus diet. You know, I'm always interested in the the balance of this, right? Because what are the choices? Start some kind of cardio, progress the cardio, start some kind of diet. And then, you know, what, what do you do different with like the, in the, in the gym with the weights themselves, if anything?
2: Well, um, I guess, uh, the big thing that when I, that I started cutting about 16 weeks is just doing that morning fasted cardio, uh, just, you know, uphill walk on a treadmill for 40 minutes or so, like five or six days a week. Uh, and then, um my, as far as my diet, like it was all about, um keeping, kind of around 200 grams or so of carbs a day and having them all in the first couple meals of the day. That way, uh from about the middle of the day until I wake up the next morning, you know, I'm I'm getting almost no carbs and my blood sugar is really low when I do that cardio in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, just for my lifting, uh it was always... I had always been one that lifted heavy and I, I felt like that was... Uh, key to getting kind of a good solid base, uh, but now I kind of switch more gears and everything's more on trying to build up my proportion, so I, I kind of pick and choose the areas of my body that I think I need to develop the most, and I hit them a little harder, and then I might hit the other body parts a little less, mm-hmm. just kind of try to bring everything together. Um, I also uh, I have a checklist that I make on any, any kind of thing that could potentially help my bodybuilding progress, and that's, uh, it, it's even stuff like getting, it, it might sound silly, but like dance lessons or something, uh, just so that I can flow easily on stage with my posing.
1: Yeah, uh, you haven't
0: done that before, right? So.
2: Yeah, well uh, hey, Arnold Franco,
1: the, the famous <laughs> opening scene from Pumping Iron is Arnold and Franco getting, uh, <laughs> Grace tips from, uh, I guess a ballerina, so. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, I did, Nick's I going to take school. a
2: ballet course, actually, in college here. <laughs>
1: um,
2: but yeah, I, and then, uh, I also, I'll go do, um deep tissue massage, maybe once or twice a month, uh, on, on some of my weaker body parts. I try to get the focus kind of more on bringing out my hamstrings and stuff.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Okay, yeah. Now, um, let's, let's clarify for listeners. How old are you, Nick?
2: I am 25.
0: Okay. And what about you, Rich? 27. Okay. Okay. So I thought maybe you guys were a little farther apart than that. So, um, okay. So you increase, you, you tend to, you know, start not going overboard with the cardio. Uh, your diet progresses. Uh, it's probably fair to say it's, it's carb focused in a way. Uh, now Rich, Nick was just saying that he, he continues to lift heavy or he, he has a propensity toward that. I think you're the same way, aren't you? Don't you like the heavier lifts?
2: I do. I really do. Um, I, I really don't know how to define light, uh, but, you know, it's a relative term. When I'm when I'm in prep, I, I'll lift heavy up until the carbs start getting uh, where I feel that uh, I just don't. The energy is not there for me to really go all out and train heavy like I normally do. And at that point, I'll increase the rep range, and um, we'll take more of a kind of a, a an aerobic type approach to training. We're just cutting down the rest periods, um, and we'll, we'll we'll switch the rep range around. Instead of going like 10, 12, 15, we'll go 15, 12, 10, um, and just cut the cut the rest period down. And then we'll do that every couple of weeks leading up, you know from probably six to eight weeks out, that's when I really transition into more not really focusing on the amount of weight I'm moving, but just more on the contraction and, um, you know, keeping my rest to a minimum. Right.
0: Okay, next question. Um, How about things like secret weapons or weird practices? Uh, And just to give you some ideas of where I'm coming from here, like... um, particular supplements that you have an affinity for, food preparation tricks that I think may be helpful for listeners or even weird things you do in the gym. Anything like that, secret weapons or weird practices? Let's go with you, Rich.
2: I don't really I don't really have any any <laughs> secret weapons, no tricks up my sleeve. I just uh I just do what my coach tells me to do if I want to change something I'll do it, but I, I want to make sure he's he's cool with it first. Um I really just I I try to keep it simple. Um
0: Now wait a minute. Did I seem to remember something about a special cake or something on contest day.
2: Now on contest day, oh absolutely, yeah. You probably remember me sitting back there with a huge chocolate cake eating.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I when I when I see something <laughs> that was weird. Okay. So let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, they
2: started calling me cake boy. <laughs> Yeah, that was that got some looks. Um,
0: was that a normal? Yeah, I did cake? That, that. That wasn't
2: a. Normal that was a. That was a. Um, I'm trying to remember what I. I think it was a chocolate devil's food cake. It was a double layer with. Um, I added some chocolate chips to it, and um, I may have added something else to. It. I don't remember. It was delicious for about the first. Probably five to ten minutes. I ate it, and then after that. You know when you haven't had water in like twenty four hours um yeah <laughs> it's not as enjoyable as a lot of people think it would be it it, it sucks right. that's that's when eating cake sucks,
0: <laughs> yeah, but the one time that eating chocolate cake's gonna really suck when your mouth is so dry, yeah yeah, okay. <laughs> so you were doing yeah. that just to fill out like last minute like vasodilate fill out replenish absolutely
2: yeah 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 um my my coach used to uh his coach was Tim Gardner. I don't know if you guys know who that is. He's an IFBB judge. He's down in Florida. Um and Tim Tim uses that uh that tactic with a lot of his clients and um it, it's worked well. That's he's he has team body tech. Um and that's why a lot of his clients do so well at the competitions that they compete in. Um just because, you know, the, the message that he uses they seem to um a lot of people really seem to respond well to him, so um fortunately i'm one of those people and it wasn't one of those things where it's like hey let's try this on uh, on the day of the competition and we're going to hope it works it was just you know my my coach knew my body well enough and by that point where he's like yeah let's let's do this i think it, you know i'm positive it's going to work and and it did
0: so a lot of bodybuilders will actually pull stuff like wheat or dairy or things like that out of their diet but i mean that's wheat right that's cake that's flour right just yeah. curious yeah
1: yeah.
2: Hmm. All right. Uh I mean I don't I don't eat be- it usually at all through prep. At all. So Yeah, it's um, it's kinda
1: it's kinda hard if you actually are in shape when by the time you get to the show you should be. Um it's kinda hard to wreck yourself that day unless you eat so much that your your gut just gets blown out. I mean
0: yeah, I mean, some people, I imagine, genetically have a little more problem with water balance and stuff. Remember when we, when we had Chick on a few weeks ago, he was talking about always trying to get that super razor-sharp, dry look. Yeah. But, yeah, I know what you're saying, yeah. By that point, you're you're either really lean or you're not. You know, you see the occasional guys backstage who are, you know, they shouldn't really even arguably be there. You know, they're trying to do all kinds of weird shit to try to you know, sh- get sharp it's like, well, you're eight percent body fat. That's not gonna <laughs> it's not gonna
1: <laughs> help. You know, exactly. Gonna at that help. at that point, you know, it's it's a it's a lost battle. Yeah. Okay, Nick,
0: what about you? Supplements, uh weird food tricks, things that you might do in the gym, anything that you're starting to develop, I know you're kinda new at this.
2: Um, well, I uh a lot of people tell me that I tend to set my, my sights pretty high, but um I, I have an ultimate goal to to actually be an IFBB pro someday. Um, so a, a lot of
1: little. There's, so there's that I you're, do. you're still out there. There's still guys out there who want that IFBB pro card.
2: Oh
1: yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't mean I don't mean that in an ass way. It just it just seems like the era where so many people you know that was something that so many people right. young guys wanted and now you know it, yeah. I don't hear nearly as much. So it's, it's actually nice to hear that.
0: So, well, we've like, had some discussions, Nick and I, about, you know, the, the path there. You don't just jump right there. I mean, there, I know it's in the back of every young competitor's mind. I'm going to step on stage and blow everybody away, you know. But anyway, so, all right, but back well, to the back to the diet, though.
2: Yeah, even though, like, uh, you know, that might not happen where I would step on stage and blow everyone away right away, and I have to pay my dues and stuff like that, but I, I always try to envision myself in the body that I want. I do a lot of like mental imagery and stuff. Um, I actually have like bodybuilding posters in my room, uh, with my face cut out and pasted on their bodies. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, just so that no, I don't think that's right. I don't think it every day.
1: Yeah. I don't think that's unusual for people who are bodybuilding. Yeah, to help you visualize. Sure.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, uh, yeah. Um, some people think it's weird, but it, it helps me to focus. Actually think that, you know, I am capable of doing that someday.
0: Right. No. Okay. Well, we got chocolate cake and, and, and face taped on posters. <laughs> you know, this, this is a, this is good stuff. Okay. What about, let's focus on supplements a little. Um, do you guys feel that, like, Rich, I know that you're a, a caffeine guy before you train and everything. Is that, uh, is that also a fat loss tool? Or I mean, do you find that you have enough energy you don't need it to do your cardio in the early morning? Or, you know, what kind of supplements, caffeine, anything like that?
2: Um, for, for as far as prep goes, no, I, I use caffeine more to, uh, just get me out of bed. Uh, cause, you know, I, I think I had explained to you before what I'll do is, uh, I put some caffeine by my, uh, by my alarm. And I put I intentionally put my alarm where I have to get up out of bed and go turn it off. Um so when I go do that I'll hit snooze, take the caffeine, usually like two to four hundred milligrams, and I'll snooze for about fifteen minutes and by the time that fifteen minutes have gone by I'm I'm awake, I'm ready to go. So um, you know, I'll just hop up and, and start doing my cardio. Right.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. What kind, what, what, are you doing treadmill or elliptical
2: bike? Or I you? do, I do elliptical. I have an elliptical in my apartment, so. Okay. It's perfect. Roll out of bed, go get on the thing, play some Xbox while I'm doing it, knock out 30 minutes easy.
0: Oh, there you go. Okay. How about you, Nick?
2: Um, I, uh, I, I actually do the exact same thing with, like, my caffeine and stuff. Uh, I'll get up in the morning, I'll set my, or two different alarms, and then I get up. Take my caffeine, hit snooze, and then I get up a little bit later uh, and go do my cardio. Um, one of my one of the big things my my coach always stressed for a supplement though was uh, it, it's like a designer carbohydrate. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that carbolin stuff. Okay. Um, just to, I have that during my workouts and stuff, just kind of keep my my blood sugar high, like while I'm working out, and that's it.
0: Okay. Yeah, because I've I've talked to different supplement company. Uh, I'm trying to think of a uh, nice word, uh, people involved with supplement companies. And, you know, one of them in particular I'm thinking about we used to argue that you really can't get lean without stimulant-type supplements. It's just, you know, it's not going to happen, yeah. it, whether it's from a motivation standpoint or a metabolic elevation standpoint or something like that. But So both of you guys are just sticking to uh, the caffeine or any kind of herbal stimulant-type stuff or no?
2: I don't I don't use any I I use the um the triline stack by ALRI. I used that in my last prep um okay. well, I guess only prep. So uh that seemed to work pretty well cuz I I've used Hyperdrive and, and Lean Dreams several times prior to that and then um adding in um I'm trying to remember is it Zero Stem and um oh I can't remember the name of the other one. There are four different supplements in that stack. Um, you just take them okay. throughout the day it works pretty so well for can me you, I also go ahead I
0: was going to say can you summarize for listeners what what some of the key ingredients in those products
2: Um. oh gosh I haven't taken them in so long I couldn't tell you Lonnie okay um, yeah I don't know I, I can't remember I, uh,
0: are, so they're stimulatory though I a mean, bunch, bunch of words
2: I can't pronounce properly <laughs>
0: <laughs> so but they're like m- metabolism boosters in a sense
2: yeah or, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah and the um the Lean Dreams actually has, um, I believe it has tryptophan in it. So, and it has a little bit of melatonin in it. So, um, promotes more restful sleep. So, when you're in prep and your day is, you, you don't have enough hours in the day, you sleep harder and you you get by on more sleep. Like me, normally I would need eight to ten hours, but if I'm in prep, I can get by on six just fine if I'm taking Lean Dreams. That's so, there's it's a, it's a significant uh, impact I, I yeah. noticed from taking that.
0: I actually read a, a paper once that melatonin supplementation increased GH output. You know, and when you're in your 20s, you still got some kicking GH output. So it's interesting how you say sleep harder. Yeah. <laughs> so you you even yeah. sleep intensely. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. And Nick, what about you? Now I know you've you've experimented a little bit with with different type of herbal metabolism boosters, right?
2: Yeah. Um. I actually uh, I, I know a lot of the products now. They have that. Uh, it, what is it like, geranium stem or something in there? Mm-hmm. Um, in some of their pre workouts, I've taken that, and uh, but I, I try to cycle off it every once in a while because it really gets me going, and then I I find I need a lot more of it eventually. So, but as right. as far as uh, other products, like I, I kind of just did a lot of research on key ingredients because I feel like a lot of either fat burners or pre workouts out there, I feel like they have a lot of ingredients that don't really make that much of a significant difference. So I, I kind of blended my own stuff together. I yeah. went and bought some cheap cheap generic, um, you know, compounds and put them together for my own little fat oh. burning pill. Okay.
1: Wow.
0: Okay. No, I, I'm going to agree with you on that. I think there's a lot of those products who, you know, they throw in such minuscule amounts of things that probably don't matter. They're clearly not one of the main ingredients and they're doing it just so they can have a proprietary blend of some kind and patented it or, you know, or, right. you know, own the formula. Yeah, but you got to wonder why, why there's some, especially when you look at, you know, there's only a few milligrams of like one of the branch chain amino acids or something. I mean, milligrams, you know?
1: Yeah. So Well, that used to be a hallmark, wasn't it? Like, um, of a lot of the supplements, particularly in like the uh, late 80s, early 90s, where they would just put the, what's the phrase, you know, everything but the kitchen sink yeah you know destroying oh, yeah. everything and there's a couple that I could actually say the names of, but I won't but um oh up. no doubt
0: yeah. I know you you get to like the eye of new wing of bat and you're like okay, you know these these eight ingredients probably aren't doing anything these these three or four probably are but yeah totally <laughs> um okay, well, let's wind things down by asking these guys, let's start with you, rich um What's the most ripped you've been, and how did you assess that? I know you said you like to have neutral pairs of eyes on you.
2: It would have been at the, uh, Southern Indiana last year. I don't, I don't know how I could have got any, any leaner than I was there. Um, I just wish that I, I carried, you know, I was only 162 at that show, which I'm almost, Oops. I'm just under 5'8", so that's not very big.
0: Um, off season, are you, are you, you're over 200 pounds off season, aren't you?
2: uh I was 212 the other morning so um the plan is you know obviously put on as much size as I possibly can and once I get on stage um, 'cause because I think my conditioning is going to look that much sharper I, I ultimately I, I do want to beat my conditioning from the last show I did um, kind of just a competition with myself to see how how shredded can I get but um without killing myself obviously but uh Helpful. you know I I I just I think you know The bigger the muscle is, the harder it's going to press against the skin. And if you nail your conditioning, then you're going to look that much better. So uh, that's my goal. I I just want to, you know, I want to, I want people to just look at me and and say, wow, that dude's gross next time I get on stage.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So freak is actually a good word. Okay. Uh, what about you, Nick? Uh, Now, have you ever dieted down? I mean, I know you've done a contest, but have you, have you taken a stab at getting very lean before and how far did you take it and and what not how um, lean, how lean have you been
2: uh the i i did do I, like about a year ago i did a practice run just to kind of see how a diet would fit for me and i kind of made up everything myself i didn't have a coach at the time uh and I, I don't know how lean i got i got to about the weight i am now but i probably was carrying an extra 5% body fat so right now i'm probably the leanest i've ever been uh, which I'm, I'm so excited, I guess, but yeah, I, I, uh, I'd love to step on stage at about 3% if possible, yeah. Uh and just, just nail it up there.
0: What, what, what what's your, your for sure. target body weight going to be?
2: Um, to be honest, I don't know. My, my goal is to hit just being the light heavies. Um, right now I'm sitting around 8% at 195 or so, um, mm-hmm. So if if I end up somewhere in the mid 180s, low 180s, I might, I might go down to the next class, but we'll see. So probably around 180 is where I'm going to sit. Yeah.
0: Hey, you know, I don't see any problem competing in the middles. You know, that gives you room to grow in future shows. You know, just a thought.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully your conditioning would be that much sharper if you just have to drop another five or six pounds to make to make medals. Yeah. Hopefully. Right. Hopefully, it would be beneficial for you if you need to do it.
0: Well, because there's the dehydration thing too. You know what I mean? I mean? Like, I don't know how much you dehydrate, Rich, but you know, I would usually dehydrate—I uh, don't know—five to eight pounds, anyway. I figure. You know. Oh,
2: I—I I couldn't even tell you. I—I um, I think the day, the Friday before, when we finally really started cutting my water out, like where I wasn't getting any water. Uh, the Friday before the Southern Indiana last year, I think I ate every two hours. I would eat like four, either four or six ounces of potatoes, and then every other meal I'd have a couple ounces of chicken with it and like an ounce of water uh up until the evening. And with all that food and then my refeed after weigh-ins, I still woke up lighter the next morning than what i weighed in at the night before mm-hmm. i i just continually lost weight all day yeah and with all that food that i was eating i still kept losing weight and still woke up lighter the next morning
1: oh, so okay. I, I don't
2: i don't even know how to measure how much water i dropped but it was it was night and day the difference that how i looked like thursday night versus saturday morning
0: right Great. yeah get, get that sort of shift you know intracellular shift into the muscles and drag it out from under your skin cuz you keep the carbs kind yeah. Yeah, well, it's just something to consider, listeners, as, as you're pondering this, if you, if you are, is, yeah, you, you have to consider there's going to be multiple pounds of, of loss just from the water at the end, too. So, you know, that's going to oh, impact yeah. what weight class you end up in.
1: Oh, yeah. And that, that could be a, a harsh reality for some people when they don't really um, fully understand just how dramatic that could be.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, Rob, you've talked about it just a couple of weeks ago. People say, oh, yeah, I'm in shape, you know, or they think they're in shape on their way to a competition. That's where you got to have
1: the experience. dicing. no, dude, you're not there yet. Yeah, you know? I think I think what most people think is, you know, I'm 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 in, in contest condition or I'm getting close. What, what they're actually where they are at that point is <laughs> usually, yeah, you're not looking too bad if you were on a beach.
0: Right, you're probably 10 weeks out, <laughs>
1: something <laughs> Eight, like that, 8 exactly. to 10 weeks out, I don't know. Yeah, and it, it can be, it can be a huge, because like I say, I mean, it, it's it's hard to imagine, you know, like, because people are so, especially guys, are so concerned in bodybuilding for, you know, what the weight, what the scale's going to say, and what the scale's going to say, and... You have to understand that that's that, that that's feasible. That's I, I totally understand that because of the whole idea of bodybuilding is to build the body and you know in a masculine way, hopefully, and you know, appear strong and, and powerful and so forth. And it, it, it's hard to think that you are if you're 145 pounds. But I mean, the the, the fact remains is that at the same time you're not going to go anywhere if you are not just you know forgetting about the scale and actually. You know, because some people are, like I say, some people are so stuck on weighting a certain amount, right? They come out of the off-season at 235, 240, whatever. They've never done a show before. You know, and they're like, oh, yeah, I'll be you on know, stage at, you know, 205, 210. It's like, dude, you're pretty, you know, most of the average guy is probably not going to stand at that kind of weight. If the guy has average body fat at that weight, he's probably lucky if he's going to stand on stage at 170. So Right.
0: You're, you're at such a nadir, a bottom point in, in your body weight. Yeah, I don't think most people, they look at somebody who's a middleweight, they're like 165, 170 pounds, something like that, and they don't, I don't think they really understand, they grasp that this guy weighs 210 in the off-season, you know, that this is, all that's left is bone and muscle, there's, you know, a little bit of water.
1: I mean, I remember looking years and years ago, there was a picture of Lee Brada when he was still active competitively, and... You know, in the in the shot he was probably about hundred ninety five pounds or so. Which he he hovered usually around you know somewhere between one hundred eighty five and two hundred five, I think was his heaviest. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 I said something like, Yeah, he's probably about, about buck ninety five there. And his comment was, Oh my god, well I mean there's dozens and dozens and dozens of guys in the NFL that weigh three hundred over three hundred pounds. I'm like <laughs> you know, what's your point? <laughs> like it Right. You know.
0: First of all, yeah, that's not what he does. Second of all, Let's see them get as dry and f- completely fat free as him. We'll see what they look like. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Okay. Well, thanks everybody for coming on. I know, again, you guys are uh, sort of pressed for time. Uh, and I just really, I really wanted to get sort of the, we'll, we'll call you mid level amateurs. You know, I, you, both you guys look great, I know, when, when you're, uh, prepping for competitions and whatnot and you'll, you do well. Uh, so I just wanted to kind of share that sort of in the trenches. We've had a couple of, comments on our facebook page and through email not just about the nutrition and the dieting but about competitors and you know maybe you guys should have some people on or call-ins or or something along those lines of of people who are in the trenches and out there you know actually on the battlefield right now so i just wanted to say thanks
2: for coming on yeah thanks guys i appreciate you having me man anytime anytime you want to have me on i'd be happy to join
0: oh there's there's tons to talk about and like i said you know rich i know that you're a really good at getting lean uh, your, your legs are rock hard if people want to check him out Rich do you have uh, photos on Facebook or something or
2: yeah you I know? do um, I have I, I have one of the super restricted profiles though so if anyone oh. if anyone's friends with you Lonnie they'll be able to find me you can okay. just look for Rich Rich Beef Mode Wallace that's okay. me
0: and Nick do you have YouTube or, or Facebook or anywhere you might want to point people
2: Um. yeah uh, I have a uh, YouTube channel. It's uh, just called Nick's Bodybuilding Bulletin. I kind of post progress videos
0: and stuff. Okay, cool. All right. Well, thanks again, fellas. Yep. Thank you. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Next week. Iron Radio is accepting donations. If you like what we do, the professors, the scientists, the bodybuilding show promoters Hey, IronRadio.org listeners, this is Lonnie Lowry, and I'm just bringing you a sneak peek only for Iron Radio listeners at this point. If you Google CRC Press, Lowry, L-O-W-E-R-Y, and protein, you can be some of the first people on the planet to see this book. It's specifically for strength athletes. Everything on the safety of high-protein diets, the efficacy, the dosing, the types of practical applications and case studies. This is a textbook. It's not what I would call an industry book. This is not pseudoscience. This is the state of the art science. And if someone wants to critique you on your extra protein intake, this will be something you can hold up and say, this is what the literature says about stressed kidneys, or bone loss, or gout, or dehydration, or increased muscle mass over time, or leanness